This is the Expedition Podcast. It's a journey, y'all. You want to start over? No. No. Always hold a special place in my heart. Onward ho. True. No. <laughs> You're right. The romance isn't dead. <laughs> On an expedition of discovery. Welcome to the Expedition Podcast. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Ooh, it's a frightful journey, y'all. Adrian immediately leaves the room. <laughs> he just bolts out as soon as he Yeah, hears he's clap. like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another holiday episode. But this one's a, a little creepier. Spooky Christmas episode. Ooh. One thing that I've found when researching all of these spooky Christmas stories is that the tradition of Christmas in many places started off horrifying. <laughs> like, there's lots of scary things that people did around this time of year. And I think it's because it's like dark and cold. Well, also, they just make up creepy people to scare children into acting good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like mostly the only what reason- it is. I think we have this like happy feeling now is because Coca-Cola decided in like 1930s to turn Santa into this happy red wearing jolly man. And so that's who we have to thank for our Christmas feelings. But previously, it was scary. Thank you, Coca-Cola. Don't forget about all those holiday romance movies, too. Oh, okay. (laughs) They help us out a little. (laughs) They helped us. (laughs) That's very true. It was a tradition a long time ago to tell scary stories during the winter months. so I, Well, I mean, think about A Christmas Carol. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's a ghost story. It is Tales a ghost story. Tales of ghost stories. Ooh. I mean, the most classic Christmas story is about three ghosts visiting an old grumpy man. Or four, mm-hmm. I guess, if you count his old partner. <laughs> to make him so, not so grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we've decided to do for this um, last holiday episode is to explore some interesting creepy christmas stories um and i think we're starting off with natalie what you got for us well i have hans trap also known as the christmas scarecrow oh no oh god scarecrow i'm not scared well i will tell you okay? okay hans trap is a uh anti santa figure um, from the French-German border, um, legend tells how Trap be, uh, began as a wealthy man, greedy and evil. Um, he was so horrible that he was excommunicated by the Catholic Church. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, there was a lot of people excommunicated by the Catholic Church back <laughs> in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also said that he sold his soul to Satan. <laughs> oh. oh, a.k.a. Oh, a Santa. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you rearrange the letters. Yeah. <laughs> I read some like that. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And like I mean, it, it's kind of weird, but I don't want to believe it. So just, no. We're just not going to think <laughs> <Nope>. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, beyond redemption, uh, Trap was exiled to the forest where he disguised himself as a scarecrow by stuffing straw into his clothing and began to prey on children. Mm. Why? Oh. 
one day, or so the legend says, Hans Trapp was about to eat a small boy he had captured. <laughs> okay, why are all of these monsters going to cannibalism like immediately? That's the torture. That's the punishment. My whole theory is that they just make it as scary as possible to children so they'll just act right. Chomp off your leg. Yeah, he'll eat you if you don't act right, you know? Or they want (laughs) want the kids to stay inside. Oh, oh, that's Because it gets dark sooner. It's snowing outside. They could get lost. Stop acting a fool in that snow. (laughs) (laughs) Acting a fool in the snow. Yeah, you never know. So just scare the kids enough to stay in bed. Yeah. Hey, it's a tried and true method. As Hans Trapp was about to eat this small boy, uh, God was fed up with his evil doing and killed him with a bolt of lightning (gasps) right out of the sky. Good going, God. Uh, This was not the end of Hans Trapp, though. He would continue to roam the earth dressed as a scarecrow. And then like Krampus, which I'm sure everybody knows about Krampus, they made a a blockbuster movie about it. Uh, Hans Trapp we teamed up with Saint. Oh, Ooh, God, yeah, I can't. Uh, it's not that bad. I haven't seen it. Um, Hans Trapp teamed up with Saint Nicholas to earn redemption. Uh, while Saint Nicholas awarded presents to Virtuous, the Virtuous, uh, Hans Trapp tries to persuade naughty children to mend their ways and be virtuous unlike him. Uh, Hans Trapp was a warning to children on how not to live their lives. Uh, so, which is what is a little crazy is that Hans Trapp was actually based off of a historical figure. Um, Hans von Trotha was a German knight and a marshal. Uh, he was born to an aristocratic uh, family, the Trotha family, who came from the French-German border. Um Hans Trapp found himself in a little trouble with the abbot of his area. Oh. Hey, I bet. <laughs> After he tried to claim some land and castle that really wasn't his. Oh, um no. Yeah. So as all this was going on and they were fighting, um, Hans Trapp finally got the land. But then when he got it, he like dammed up the, um, the river and so it took away all the water from uh, the town below him. That's so and mean. So, like, I know. Everyone was like suffering. And the water then, Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, the water Scrooge. <laughs> um, when uh, the dispute of the monastery had reached its peak, um, like they went into like warfare. And so finally, Who? Hans. These, vi- these like villagers? No, against uh, Hans and uh, the abbot, and eventually they got the Pope involved because oh, so they were like they were like yeah. religious soldiers or something like Catholic yeah. soldiers. Um, okay, I was like a bunch of villagers with pitchforks going like, "Give us our water, Hans!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, give us our water back. Um, then he was like, "Okay, fine. Like, here's your water back." <laughs> When he took the dam down, he ended up flooding the whole entire town (gasps) and like Ah! caused them like really bad economic issues. Oh my gosh. And so after all that, he was finally excommunicated from the church in real life. And then um, they put a whole bunch of sanctions 
on um, his castle and his land and everything. And after he survived the sanctions, he then died two years. And once he died, they lifted the sanctions. <laughs> so, so the next person who inherited his lands and castle were like, we're good. We're yeah, not going to do good. this again. Everything's chill. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was basically like, oh, you see how Hans von Troth has been living? Don't be living like that. <laughs> But where did the scarecrow come into play? Like uh, in the real life? I, How- I'm not. Well, he was he was a knight and he was extremely tall. Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I'm not sure what's up with the scarecrow part. Um, I didn't really find much on why. They just said that he was went into the forest, made himself look like a scarecrow and tried to take children capture i don't know i love that this is based on a real person yeah Yeah. i know it's really cool because most of the time people would just make up different um scary characters to just you know scare people but having something based on a real person is actually pretty interesting yeah maybe the scarecrow because he he didn't act like a man like he didn't have any real substance to him maybe Mm. that's an interesting point um, there's also a little poem that I found um, that I, that was in German, but then it was I got an uh, English translation. All right, here we does go. It, does it rhyme English? Does the English translation rhyme? No, because that's a lot of pro- <laughs> oh dang it, that's a lot of problems. I found all these all these like poems, Christmas poems that were translated to English. They all sound real dumb in English because they don't rhyme. Yeah. This one, this one sounds a little weird, and it doesn't really match up with the whole like scarecrow i don't know here it goes you gotta say it in a good like rhymey voice like sing-songy oh okay (laughs) even though it doesn't rhyme (laughs) i don't know give it your best shot all right here we go look there comes hans trap he has a nice pointed hat and a beard like sorry i messed up hold on (laughs) (laughs) okay all right all right Look, there comes Hans Trap. He has a nice pointed hat and a beard white like a roan. I don't know what a roan is. Here comes from the beautiful starry sky and brings children a rod who do not <laughs> do not do singing and praying. Look, Hans Trap, we are so small and good and obedient at home. Shouldn't come with your stick because we can sing and pray too. <laughs> cool. Ta da. Wow. Merry Christmas. <laughs> So it sounds know, like this Merry old Christmas. school child rearing was more about like, you're going to get beat if you're bad and not, oh, if you're good, Santa will bring you presents. Yes. You yeah. know? It's where you don't want to get beat. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get beat. Nor taken by the Christmas scarecrow. Oh my gosh. It seems like, is, is Roan spelled R-H-O-N? Yes. I think those are mountains. That's a mountain in in uh, France or Germany or something like that. Oh, okay. Cool. White as a snowy cap mountain. Yeah, that that would make sense for sure. Yeah, yeah it says a beard a beard white like a roan. So yeah, so I guess a snowy, yeah, a snowy Which mountain. I don't know if they were translating it why they just didn't say mountains. True. Because <laughs> just saying mountains not cool enough, Lauren. Well, it doesn't rhyme, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't really care for I don't really care for the whole he comes from the beautiful starry sky. Who does? Well, because he's a he's he's 
dead now. He's like a spirit, oh, right? So he comes true, to Santa Claus. Yeah. Something also I noticed with when researching some, trying to pick one of these stories, is that Santa has a lot. Uh, okay. All of Santa's friends that travel and do this job with him are really bad people. Yeah. I saw some <laughs> of those too. Why are all these horrible monsters with Santa? It says that they use him like they he teamed up with St. Nicholas to gain redemption for his wrongdoings and what he did. So they Krampus does this and there's like two or three other guys like evil characters that do this that like seek redemption after they've been killed to 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 show the difference between what you know Santa does or Saint Nick and what they do and they 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 either beat or admonish the children and I'm thinking I'm like why okay conspiracy theory hat on tinfoil for a second <laughs> like um tinfoil. who who surrounds themselves with these awful like disgusting evil people just to enforce this like belief and uh, admiration of y- yourself. It's questionable. Interesting. Motivations is questionable. Do you think it's more based on like religion? No, I think it's. I think it's just. I think it's coincidental, but I- <laughs> I'm always going to be the one that's like, no, people are good. I agree. So, oh yeah, Santa Claus is so, or Saint Nick, he's so good. He's the only one that can tolerate being around these people, and maybe he's just such a good influence. <laughs> they won't be as corrupted or evil as they were by themselves. <laughs> he's so pure and, and good-hearted that he, he he's the only one in the existence that can't be corrupted by their evilness. So they, there we go. He's okay yeah, with yeah. being around them. <laughs> and it's convenient for him because uh, I don't know when he gets his coal. So he needs something to happen to those naughty children. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now I have a question for you. Now, did you notice if, if Santa... Uh, gave out anything weird in this partnership with um, Hans Trap because then there are some places where Cole isn't the thing that's a bad kid get. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't really talk about giving them anything. It, it just talked about trying to use his uh, past to persuade naughty children. Um, so they so had they a lecture. Can... <laughs> yeah, he sat down and gave him a. <laughs> Gave him a good finger wag. You better be good. Don't end up like you'll turn into a scarecrow. Living living in the forest. One day trying to eat a child and God struck me down. What an exciting tradition to look forward to. Waiting for my annual lecture from Hans Trapp. (laughs) Like when you get the Pope involved, like, isn't it time to chill out? You know? Oh, definitely. (laughs) He, he, He definitely deserved to be immortalized in a uh endless cycle of redemption yes is it prometheus that does that is that prometheus no who's the one that rolls the ball up the hill Ooh, i don't know ask me at any other time i would know atlas it's atlas (laughs) no atlas holds it he holds the world who rolls it up he you know they roll Uh, it is prometheus right or no he gets his innards like eaten out every day yeah (laughs) Oh, oh wow. All right. So let's transition anyway, to a wild. different sort of mythology. Mm. I don't know if y'all know this about me or not, but I love love. <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed at all. So I wanted to investigate the history of mistletoe. Ooh. Our story begins in the ancient days of Norse mythology. 
So there was this beautiful and beloved god named Baldur, and he was the son of Odin and Frigg. And he wasn't mighty and powerful like his half-brother Thor. Basically, what he had going for him was he was really pretty, and he was really fun to be around. So I everyone love loved him. Yeah, even in artwork, he's depicted as um, like having his sword touching the ground and like a shield down like this guy's not a fighter he's just he's just a friendly guy he wants to have a good time he's the guy that you invite to every single holiday party because everyone loves being around him yes balder okay so he had a twin brother named hoder who was blind and he was happily married and he had a son named Forseti who eventually became becomes the god of justice so like he's got a good family everything's going for this guy But he began having these horrible dreams that he was going to die. Because unlike vampires, Norse gods can be killed. They're not immortal. (laughs) I love how vampires keep slipping back into everything that we do. It always will. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. So this was very concerning to the other gods because if if somebody's after this god whom everybody loves, like, what's going to happen to them? So they wanted Odin to look into it. He finally... Went down to the underworld. It was a big, long thing. He consulted this witch, and she told him, like, yes, this is true. This is a prophecy. He's going to end up being killed. So his mother, Frigg, like any mama bear would, she called on every single thing in heaven and earth to come and make an oath that they would not cause harm to her son. So every single thing on heaven and earth, they came and they promised, no, we will not harm your son. Um, after this, he became kind of invincible, so it was fun Ooh. for the other gods to just lob random things at him and watch <laughs> it bounce off of him. <laughs> so he's even more fun to be he's around. A party now he's trick. got yeah, he's yeah. got this awesome party trick. Okay, so then Loki comes into the picture, oh, and you no. know that's never good, even mm-hmm. though he's low key my favorite Norse god. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. He puts on a disguise, and he goes to Frigg, and he says, did you really call on every single thing in heaven and earth to protect Balder? And she says, yes, I did, of course, every single thing. So he asks her again, but really, you called on every single thing? And she says, well, there is one thing I didn't. I didn't call on Mistletoe to make the oath, because there's no way that could be dangerous. So then Loki does his thing. He's got to start some trouble. Oh, no. He oh, no. finds some mistletoe. He fastens it into this, um, what do you call it? Those things that you throw? Oh, a spear. <laughs> and he hands it to Hoder, who's blind, remember? And uh-huh. he's like, oh, everybody's having this great time throwing things at Balder. Want to take a turn? Oh, no. So then Hoder oh, no. throws the mistletoe, and that was it. Balder dies upon impact. Everybody's so heartbroken because they love this oh, guy so much. No. Yeah. So then Frigg's Loki's tears become Yeah. Her tears become the pearly um balls on the mistletoe. Oh, and no. instead of banishing it forever, she promises it will never be overlooked again and it's going to be a symbol of love and friendship forevermore. Aww. Yeah, because yeah, what sweet. else is mistletoe used for? I yes. don't it's not in anything, right? Like, uh-uh. It's not a thing. Okay, so I read that, and I'm like, that's cool, but why do we smooch? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do we smooch? People don't really know. It was seen as a symbol of fertility and love, of course, from the mythology. Um, mm-hmm. It's a symbol of fertility because it's 
evergreen and it can grow almost anywhere. It's basically a parasite to trees. Oh. So it's thought to be tied to ancient fertility rituals. But the actual kissing tradition of bringing the mistletoe indoors and putting it inside houses around Christmas time happened in the 1720-ish time period in England. And it started as a lower class tradition and worked its way up. And the tradition just began that a man could steal a kiss from a woman if she was caught standing (laughs) under the mistletoe because refusing it was bad luck. Oh, did you forget this was geez. a creepy story? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Now it's yeah. creepy. Right? Ugh. So with each kiss, they were supposed Gross. to take one of the little uh, pearly berries, one of Frigg's tears away. And then once there were no more berries left on the mistletoe, you're not supposed to have any more smooches under, underneath it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So you technically, you could really like go and steal the berries when no one was looking and be like, whoops. No, no more kisses. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? If I got caught underneath it, I'd take like three or four at a time. Be like, hey, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> and I got my information from mythology.net and mistletoe.org.uk because it has its own website. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. wow. That's cool. I think I mostly got mine from um, Wiki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or some random oh, or some random website on the internet. That just I'm had, a librarian. Like, we got to cite our sources. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Mistletoe was the state flower of Oklahoma from 1890 to 2004. Really? I didn't know that either. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. What, is it, what does its flowers look like? I don't think it really does flower. I think it just buries. Huh. Hmm. It has to have some sort of like, not flower itself, but something that's to, to fertilize. Because the berries, the the product of whatever thing is being fertilized that's true well i didn't look that part up (laughs) (laughs) well good thing we're recording this in front of a computer because we can do that right now absolutely flower huh um it looks like it may not flower what is I don't know. On the Oklahoma seal, that's, I mean, that's where I was getting this from. As far as depicting the flower, it just showed like normal mistletoe behind it. Well, there's some different types of mistletoe, so there's there's a lot of different different types. I wonder why Oklahoma, of all things, picks a mistletoe. Because it's humble and hardy. Oh, okay. (laughs) I read that in the Oklahoma and... I don't know if that's how you say it. It's An like o- like we're Texans, but Oklahoman. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma. Sounds so weird to say. There it is. Look at that creepy flower. Ew. That's a creepy flower. Ew. It looks like squiggly fingers. Yeah. yeah that's really weird. So, uh, but this is Australian mistletoe. I don't know if there's any difference, but this is like the regular mistletoe that I think we know of as far as the white berries. Yeah, the white berries. But there's this native red one. I've never, I've never seen the mistletoe with white berries. It's only been the red ones, right? Or am I looking at the wrong thing? Red berries is a holly thing. Oh, a holly. That's what it is. This is the typical mistletoe right here. This one you see. 
with the oh, okay. upside down. I'll pull out the picture up. So it's a upside down evergreen, you know, simple leaves and they have white berries and those are her tears. And yeah, there's a lot of them. That's a lot of smooches. That is a lot of smooches. So since we're looking at the picture, <laughs> mistletoe.org says that it's also considered a symbol of fertility because it's got like like phallic a phallic look to it somehow. <laughs> it looks like, okay, it either looks like a bunch of eggs or are you saying it's a I bunch of nut sacks? That's what it said. That's what it was implying. And it said they're even sticky like semen. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I didn't want to say that on the podcast, but that's what ah. Toad.org said, okay? Just... Oh, man. <laughs> no wow. way. Oh, my gosh. That is gross. I know that is it. so funny, dude. Ew. <sighs> Good lord. Okay, let's get Gotta love some this. weird holiday traditions. <laughs> Good grief. I did not need to know that, and I'll there never... I will never not know it now. You'll never forget. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now I have to just, like, bring it up in random conversation now. Hey, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know if you touched a real th- bushel of mistletoe, it'll be just like a bunch of semen? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. So nasty. Good lord. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of man things. <laughs> what? Segway. Awesome. Segway. <laughs> Segway into the next strange We're thing. We're going to now talk about my and christmas story so a lot of these traditional christmas mythology stories deal with santa saint nick santa claus he's a central figure of this particular holiday right um interestingly enough the story that i have chosen is about the yule family um and it is from the dark and mysterious land of iceland (laughs) Uh, far different than many of our Western, other Western countries, Iceland actually doesn't have a tradition of Santa or Saint Nick or Santa Claus or whatever you'd call it. There isn't a central single figure to celebrate the holidays or ring Mm. in with the holidays. Even Hmm. now? I mean, I'm sure now. Okay. But traditionally. Okay. Yeah. Traditionally, um, they don't have a Santa figure. It's not something they celebrate. Mm-hmm. To this day, they do, do still celebrate what I've called, and it's not their official t- term, but what I'm calling the Yule family. Um, it is a family of a matriarch uh, known as Gryla. Gryla is one of the oldest mythical creature characters in Icelandic folklore. Um, she's mentioned as early as like the 13th century. Wow. And there's also stories of her in the Faroe Islands. And I don't know where that is. And there's also mentions of her in uh, mythology from an ogre-like figure in Ireland. So as you can imagine with the word ogre, she's pretty dang ugly. <laughs> like this lady <laughs> is horrifying. Oh um, man, I mean, <laughs> they make these crazy crazy awesome like puppet statues and costumes that people wear oh my gosh they're disturbing it is they are disturbing they're very wild looking i mean giant noses and boils everywhere and these huge like witch like eyebrows like what witch like 
Oh, extremely. I mean, she's she's a straight up ogre. Basically, they call her an ogress. I mean, she's she's so that Shrek, means she's but huge. Yes, she's a big. I mean, she's just this looming giant, okay. nasty. Is lady. she green? I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Uh, there, Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I was just pulling. I was just pulling from Shrek. That's all. <laughs> she is layered like an onion. Lots of layers. There's lots of layers in this family too. <laughs> Um, so they, she is, uh, she, she has an insatiable hunger. She's constantly ravenous. She will eat anything and, and everyone. Um, oh, but wow. her most favorite, uh, meal of choice is naughty children. <laughs> of and, course. Mm-hmm. Yes. She will <laughs> hunt down Yum. every single naughty child she can find, take them away to her lair and boil them in her favorite meal, which is a chi- naughty child stew. Uh, and I'm not going to attempt oh. to say it in Icelandic. <laughs> boil them. Fun. Yeah. It's, it sounds lovely. Um, originally, uh, in this, where she used to actually live in a in the village, and she was kind of like this village witch that people feared. I don't think this is an actual you know, historical story. But originally the mythology is that she's kind of like just lived on the outskirts of town. And throughout the uh, generations, the story turned where she was slowly pushed out further and further away from civilization. And she ended up living in a cave in the mountains. And it was like another way to keep kids, like I think, out of the wilderness, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she, this this uh, lady, Gryla, she got around. She had oh. three husbands. Dang, girl. Oh, yeah. She, you know, she must have been having a personality or like some sort of special powers in the, you know, under the mistletoe that we were unaware of. Because <laughs> she, she, she could figure out how to get a man into her, into her cave. I need to hit her up. <laughs> Unfortunately for these men, uh, she ate the, her first husband. <laughs> okay. Um, Typical. <laughs> She's uh, was extremely domineering, uh, troll like, and uh, all, yeah, ate her first husband, and uh, I don't know what happened, but the second husband also was eaten, so they didn't learn from each other. Uh, <laughs> How was he supposed to? They got eaten. <laughs> and if she lives up in the mountains in a cave, nobody's gonna know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she she had children with these first two uh, husbands. Um, again, they're in Icelandic and I, Guster is the first one, I think. And her, and her second husband's name is Boli. We'll just go with that. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, and she didn't have any children that I know of with Guster. Um, and, but she did have a number of large, uh, troll children with Boli, but we don't really know anything about that. So they kind of ran off uh there are a few stories of her like eating all of them but i don't know if that's true or not but essentially she just can't stop eating oh um which gosh. i'm like you know what same girl <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> especially around this time of year oh my gosh also I'm just because of quarantine what else are you gonna do but eat <laughs> <laughs> So she is accompanied by her loyal companion known as the Yule Cat. This is a murderous Christmas cat uh, who is nicknamed Jola with an extremely long, again, Icelandic name with uh, a bunch of continents. So Jola 
Kuturin. Sounds good. At, yeah, well, you attempted it. That's really yeah. great. <laughs> You're wonderful. So throughout the year, this is just a normal black cat. Um, and she hangs out with, uh, with Gryla and, uh, then, Something happens once this winter season starts to come around and this cat becomes a giant, giant, like larger than life troll size animal beast. And it still looks like a cat in some depictions. It looks like a scary monster in other depictions. But uh, the earliest written records of uh, Jola are around the 19th century. So it's not really she's not as old as Gryla herself. Um, and she seems to be, or a he, I'm not really sure if it's a he or a she, but I'm going to call it a she. I think it's like nice that ladies stick together. Uh, <laughs> seems to be related to uh, some Scandinavian Scandinavian beliefs about a Christmas goat, which hmm. I, I'm not really sure what that means. But I think it's just I, like I a companion. I don't know what that is at all. Yeah, I think it's just a companion. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you gather, you gather little evil, evil animals to follow you around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to these stories, uh, Jolo will get to enormous size and will crouch around the houses uh, in the Christmas season and snatch and eat children who don't get new clothing for Christmas. That's sad. (laughs) Very weird. Uh, It is... Some people say it's connected to the tradition of everyone getting new pieces of clothing for the holidays. Uh, some say it was a custom of farmers to give their farmhands new clothes. Um, it might be connected to the pressure of like c- finishing weavings and and carpets and warm things so people can stay warm throughout the winter. But something that I found the most nefarious, which it sounds it makes sense with all of these scaring people, scaring your the people who have less power than you into uh, like following your rules is that they believe that this story was started when farmers were trying to encourage or force their uh, cotton weavers to finish the job and basically would say that Jola would come and eat you and your children if people don't have these clothes. So you have to keep working. You can't go home and celebrate (laughs) with your family. Yeah. Oh, no. Also, um... If you're a cat trying to just, like, pick off a tasty little morsel, you're not going to want one that's well-loved and well-protected, covered in <laughs> lots of clothes that you have to chew through. Why not just to be- pick off a little naked one <laughs> that's not going to pick put up a fight? Yeah, because you don't have to worry about chewing through all the the fiber. It makes sense. <laughs> I agree. I think, I mean, logically speaking... Um, so that's, that's her, her loyal companion. Uh, her husband, there's not really a whole lot on him. Uh, his name is Lapulil. Lep- Lep- I'm not, not, not even gonna try We're just calling Lappy. L-A-P-P-A. That's his third, that's her third husband. Um, okay. he doesn't matter. He's just a snack. Yeah. Did she, did basically. she eat him? She's just buttering him up for later. <laughs> Literally, probably. <laughs> yeah he doesn't do anything he's like lazy and stays at home and that's all that they say about oh, him. oh sweet yeah <laughs> but the what life. came of gryla and and Lep, 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 eh, what of their marriage are what is affectionately known as the yule lads fun 
So the Yule sounds like a group that goes down to the pub. I sounds like right? a boy band. It does sound it's like great. a boy, an Icelandic boy band. So basically, these Yule lads are a band of thirteen brothers that causes mischief and mayhem throughout the uh, Christmas season, starting with the first day of Christmas. So there's thirteen days of Christmas essentially. Uh, and it starts on uh, December 12th. And these Yule lads will travel down from the mountains of their mother's cave and go on an, uh, an adventure in the house. And each one of these lads has a very specific thing that they're interested in. Um, and we'll we'll get to what they are here in a second. So the funny thing that I think is, is that kids will put out shoes instead of stockings on their windowsills for the Yule lads to leave them treats. So uh, they aren't evil and, you know, completely horrifying like their mother. They're still depicted as kind of ghoulish, but a little more cheery. Kind of think of like the seven dwarves almost. They kind of look like old men. Um, They don't like to eat children though. Like their mother. No, I don't think any of them have an appetite for human flesh, which is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're half human. (laughs) Who's their daddy? <laughs> it's that, yeah, that guy. There's not a lot of information on him. Maybe he's just some big guy that showed up in her cave one day. I don't know. You um, know. So, so they uh, originally started as 82 evil spirits, but throughout the years, it's dwindled down to these 13 friendly lads. Uh, they are depicted as very specific names. They have pretty straightforward names without any kind of nuance whatsoever <laughs> like greg and bob and fred <laughs> no not even that wait just wait natalie oh no so i'm not even gonna try to pronounce again oh I try i know just say it in english that's funny enough yeah because there's there's so many consonants that i don't understand where where they're what they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to be uh so brother number one Showing up on December 12th. Uh, his name is Sheepcoat Claude. <laughs> and not Claude like the name Claude. Like Claude like in a clod of dirt. Oh. Sheep. <laughs> sheep or sheep? Sheep. sheep? sheep. Like the animal uh-huh. sheep. Like, ah. Sheepcoat Claude. Sheepcoat <laughs> Claude. So he has long, stiff legs. And he is characterized... Best by his uh, nubby feet. He doesn't have any feet. They're just wooden nubs. That's so <laughs> Like <sad>. a pirate? <laughs> yeah, he's got two peg legs. So oh, just no. <laughs> Y'all, um, one time I saw a dog at the dog park like that. And it made oh, me so no, sad. Brianna. <laughs> Sheep coat oh, Claude. Sheep oh, coat Claude. So Sheep coat Claude. Like I said, his long, stiff wooden legs and his deal, what he likes to do on his day of, of visitation uh, is he likes to steal milk uh, from and suckle the farmer's ewes. Aww. His suckles on the farmer's ewes. Oh my God, <laughs> he's like so neglected. He just sucks oh, on the udder. Oh my gosh, that's so strange. <laughs> So he then loved he, enough as a child, obviously. 
Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? And so if they, uh, yeah, so then he goes and drops off his treat for the kids if they've left a shoe in their windowsill and they've been good. And then he'll, 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 st- he'll stick around actually because all of the brothers stick around uh, the whole time. And so Wait, what does he leave them? Is it anything specific? No, it could be anything. Could be a treat, like a food or a little trinket or, or you know, whatever. But if mm. they're bad, if they're naughty kids, he leaves a potato. A potato? That's yeah. That's I better mean, than coal. It's kind of I mean, nice, that seems like a treat hungry. to me. I mean, just throw it in on the fire and roast it and you got a meal. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, if you if you're kind of naughty and you get thirteen potatoes, it's not bad. No. <laughs> thirteen. It's potatoes. not as good as like a pony or some chocolate. <laughs> True. They definitely, they definitely be leaving ponies in kids' shoes if you're good enough. <laughs> yeah. You just um, wake up. You just wake up with a pony in your shoe. Great. Now I have to take care of something. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> another mouth to feed <laughs> another mouth to feed let me next one i hope i'm bad so i can get a potato to feed my <laughs> uh, so each of these guys have a little poem but i'm not going to read the po- poem i'm just going to pick out the lines that i think is are the funniest um his part of his poem says he wished to suck the use but it was no accident he couldn't he had stiff knees <laughs> <laughs> That's so straightforward. Oh my gosh. He had straight knees. So he, he couldn't bend his leg to get down there? Yeah, he had just straight peg oh legs. Oh my god, so he wants to All drink some the- milk and he can't even drink the milk. I feel so bad for this little guy. <laughs> oh well, it gets, it gets sillier. Here we go. Uh, brother number two, his name is Gully Gawk. Uh, Gully Gawk. He hides okay. in gullies above town and then he steals milk. From the cow sheds that's already been milked. He's not looking to suckle on any more. What's teats. up with all the milk? <laughs> They're hungry. <laughs> Their mother eats everything. <laughs> well, we can't have human flesh. I guess we'll just go have milk. Yeah. So he just hides in these like gullies, which is basically a ditch without any water in it. And mm-hmm. he waits till night and goes and gets the milk out of the sheds. Uh, his little poem. Hiding in the stalls, he would steal the steal the milk while the milkmaid gave the cowherd a meaningful smile. What does that mean? I have no idea. That's that's creepy right there. Okay, story number four. That one poem. Oh my god! All right, brother. Uh, next brother. His name is Stubby. Uh, Stubby. He, contrary to his name, does not have stubs like his his first brother. But he is small and short. Uh, he steals the pots and pans that are sitting out with leftovers mm-hmm. and eats them. Oh, so okay. He just the leftovers wants- or the whole pot and the whole pan. No, the leftovers. So he'll eat like the crust <laughs> of pans yeah. and anything that's left out. He'll eat it. Oh my gosh, that would be so funny if he was just like, yeah, my favorite is like a, a you know a nonstick skillet. So if he got any, like just leave it out. <laughs> Give me that pan. I mean, come crust. do my dishes, dude. Come on. <laughs> Seriously, that would be awesome. I wish I wish we could have I need a stubby. I'm gonna leave my shoe outside the door. <laughs> um his isn't really that funny. It's just basically like Stubby was the was the third called a stunted little man who watched for every chance to whisk off a pan. And I was proud that that rhymed. So <laughs> Good job. Icelandic translations. <laughs> uh 
Next brother is simply named Spoon Licker. <laughs> I bet he licks spoons. <laughs> eh, you would be correct. He is a long and thin man who steals unwashed spoons and then he licks them clean. I'm assuming and then just leaves them. Yeah. yeah just come on, do my dishes. Do my dishes. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> uh, so at this point, we have uh, four brothers just chilling, hanging out. Uh, these little spoons and these little lads. Uh, next, we have, which I think I can actually say because it looks like it's said Go the way it's it. spelled. It's potaskeeful. Potaskeeful. I think. I don't know. Uh, pot, pot scraper. He steals unwashed <laughs> pots and licks them clean. Again? Does he get into a fight with the other brother that does that? <laughs> oh, so no, he licks, he just licks cl- pots. The other guy actually eats the food. So he, he just oh. licks the unwashed pots. So m- maybe they, you know, the first brother uh, <laughs> eats it used all to- and then the other one does the cleanup. Yeah. So Stubby Ew. eats the leftovers and then Pot Scraper comes in and licks them all off the next Ew, that is two so days gross. later. <laughs> this is so wild that they just eat all the crusty food <laughs> on pots and pans. And I mean, how did they come up with this? Did they find yeah. their dishes totally clean morning after morning? There is no <laughs> origin story for these lads. It really is just like they just popped up one day and there's these stories. And they originally were like mischief makers. I think they just kind of like poltergeist almost where things yeah. things would be moved around or something would happen. And they were trying to explain by this. But then it turned into this silly little... I mean, it's just a bunch of gnomes, it feels like, you know, popping mm-hmm. in and out. So Pot Scraper's funny line for his poem is, then he hurried to the pot and had a scraping fest. <laughs> These are so cool strange. Story. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah okay, bro. <laughs> uh, and I just like to Weird imagine flex. this kind of a very similar scene in the Hobbit movie and the Hobbit story where like dwarves start showing up slowly to Bilbo's house and start being more and more chaotic. Like that's yeah. kind of the, the yeah. vibe I get. And that's what I, I like about it. It feels really fun. Um, mm-hmm. But there's there are also a bunch of goblin gremlin kind of guys, <laughs> which is weird. Anyway, uh, then we have uh, a, a very original bowl liquor. Just like cl- bowls under- clean. I don't understand what's with all of the utensils and pots and pans and bowl liquors. Like, I don't get it. So he does stand out from the rest of his lad licking, l- licking lads in that he actually hides under the bed. And he waits for this. T- I forget what how they pronounced it, but it was it was a dish that they put the Icelanders, Icelandic people, Icelanders. Icelanders, sure, uh, put under their bed to to leave food or like that's what they ate with. It was that that's where they kept this particular utensil, and mm-hmm. so I mean I feel like that was just a rat they had, <laughs> like they ate the food. That was under there. Gross. But anyway, I do not want anything under my bed, doing my dishes or not. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm officially creeped. <laughs> He's he. Has, so his is uh, the bowl liquor. The sixth one was shockingly ill-bred from underneath the bedsteads. He stuck his ugly head. So cool, dude. Yeah, uh, he took those those bowls. These just shouldn't them. be called the Yule lads. They should be called the liquor lads. I know, right? Liquor lads. <laughs> well, they don't all lick, to be fair. But the next one we have, 
The next one we have is Door Slammer, which sounds like a lovely house guest. He slams doors, which are kept ajar at night, keeping people awake. He sounds like a ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. After, like, all these other things are mildly fine and and actually probably helpful. Um, But then we get to Door Slammer, and I just get awoken all night long with, with, bam, bam. That's not good. (laughs) No, please. Um, the seventh was door slammer, a sorry vul- vulgar chap. When people in the twilight would take a little nap, he was happy as a lark with the havoc he could wreak, slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. So, you know, just basically a big turd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a big turd. <laughs> uh, next we have Skier Gobbler. I think that's how you pronounce it. S-K-Y-R. Skier is a particular type of yogurt that is popular in Iceland. Um, is he a yogurt liquor? He steals the yogurt from the pantry and eats all the yogurt. Oh my god. Very rude. That <laughs> is sounds rude. like a bunch of just like ghosts haunting people's houses and moving pots and pans around. Or they're and... hungry kids. The, yeah, the further yes. it gets into the, the lab, it, the more it feels like just a giant frat house, like frat boats showing up slowly to someone's party and be like, <laughs> yo, what's up? What's up? I'm going to lick this. I'm going to taste that. Where's your yogurt at, shots? boy? I'm hungry. <laughs> Um, so his line is, then he stood there gobbling. His greed was well known until about to burst. He would bleat, howl, and groan. So we got door slammer and bleeding yogurt guy. For yogurt. Yeah. (laughs) At least the first two brothers stuck outside the house. They were just hanging out in the barn. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting progressively more invasive. (laughs) Yeah. And this is, again, each day is closer and closer to Christmas. Uh, then we have Sausage Swiper. He hides in the rafters of the houses to snatch sausages, which are hung up for smoking. So just stealing food now. Mm-hmm. Rude. Not bits, not scraps, not dirty leftovers. The, like, actual food. The whole good part. <laughs> um, Don't be stealing my sausages. He, sitting on a crossbeam in soot and in smoke, he fed himself on sausage fit for gentlefolk. Um... Next, we have probably the one that gives me the m- most heebie-jeebies, Window Peeper. Noop, 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 noop. He lies Aww. outside the house, peeking through your windows, and that's it. You can move along, For the next, sir. like, ten days. Oh, no. <laughs> Just little Ew. beady eyes. Out of your window seal, watching to see how many potatoes you get. No. <laughs> we have a cat that peeps in our windows and it freaks me ah! out. You start I calling him a uh, window, window peeper. peeper. That's I a think I name. saw I think I saw that cat when I was there one time. Ooh, it makes all of us so mad. And by all of us I mean me or my husband or my two cats and my dog. <laughs> Mostly the latter. The dog. I'm sure yeah. she goes crazy. So what's creepy about about window peeper is that uh he like he's the tenth lad. He'll like creep through the window, and he'll anything that catches his eye, he'll try to steal. So there's just you could just have just stuff gone because he'll just oh, take it. No, yeah, a child. Um, it, I a peeper, <laughs> a peep, uh, something. Oh, he'll take no. whatever. Don't take my stuff. <laughs> Next we have doorway sniffer. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> now, well, I just 
It's a doorway. <laughs> His name is not accurate to what he actually does. He doesn't go and sniff <laughs> the doors in the houses. He just has a sensitive nose and he stands in doorways and smells things. So he has a huge nose to sniff out what people are baking. And then he likes to steal all the cakes and cookies. Oh my goodness. Okay. So he yeah. like sniffs at your doorways to see if you got something good so that he can snatch it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, 11th was door sniffer, adultish lad, and gross. He never got a cold, yet he always, yet he had a huge sensitive nose. Cool. Cool. (laughs) Again, weird flex. Yeah. Uh, then we have the 12th brother, Meat Hook. Guess what Meat Hook does? Meat hooks people up? Uh, not people, just meat. He hooks meat. Just meat. He just hooks hooks meat so he and just takes carry it. around he just carry carries around a meat hook wherever he goes yep he just snacks him snags himself something to eat with a meat hook now i could off. see how that would be creepy if he has a meat hook and people see him with like a meat hook arm or something oh yeah yeah that would what's be kind of sp- wild <laughs> oh my god what's that spongebob episode <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? There's a SpongeBob uh, episode. I think <laughs> so, yeah. It's like supposed to be scary and they're stuck in the Krusty Krab and there's like a guy at the window. It looks like he has a hook for a hand. Why yeah, is that what yeah, first yeah, came yeah. to my mind? Oh my gosh. About. Jeez. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so he just steals meat. He takes himself some treats. Uh his talent meat hook, the twelfth one, his talent would display as soon as he arrived on Saint Thorax Day. Thorlac, which I don't, I, I'm not sure what the Saint Thorlac is. I didn't do that much research. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, the last lad we have is Candle Beggar. So this is the first one that actually interacts with people. Uh, candle Beggar steals the candles from children and originally would eat them because they were made of tallow from bones. But now he mm. just takes them. He just takes the candles. So hmm. he trailed after the little ones who, like happy sprites, ran about the farm with their fine tallow lights. Uh, yeah, he's really the only one that actually goes to a person and does something. Give me a um, candle. The fun thing is, is that these lads have been kind of taken on as the Santa figure in Iceland. So they... Again, I'm not, I'm not really sure if they have a, a Saint Nick that, like, comes on Christmas Eve and does that. I'm sure they do just because that's kind of a global thing now. But m- most likely they celebrate all of these lads as their Santa clauses. <laughs> so yeah. they kind of get gifts. And um, one by one, the Yule lads will come down from the mountains throughout the Christmas season. And then the entire crowd of troll boys descends upon the farms and the towns on christmas eve um and all they, at once yeah well yeah because they're all there so they've all oh gotten yeah, there. yeah yeah uh and so they be- christmas eve is the big party and everyone goes crazy and there's kind of just like a big hurrah and uh with the yule lads <laughs> and then cool. they slowly die like slowly retreat back to the mountain one by one and the last to leave is the 13th lad candle beggar uh, there has been tales told that because children have become so kind and thoughtful that their evil, the lad's evil mother, uh, and lazy father and the horrifying monster cat 
have all died off of hunger because there are no naughty children to eat anymore. I like that. (laughs) I do too. That's nice. So we all come to a happy ending with a bunch of boys partying it up for 13 days. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Give us all your pots and pans and spoons to lick. <laughs> I'm just saying, the, there's a couple of these lads that I definitely want to have as house guests so they can help me out. There's also a few that I don't want, and I'll send off as soon as the night's over. Hire them like, as home. maids. Yeah. Leave me a potato. I don't care. Someone <laughs> Don't peep someone, in my windows. Someone should start a Yule Lads cleaning service. <laughs> help you clean up after parties whenever yeah. we have parties again oh, and the only so way funny. we clean pots and pans is by licking them <laughs> so those are our creepy slash silly slash gross Christmas stories aren't the normal ones you hear over here in America sometimes it's um, not all warm and fuzzies I mean you know it's a really dreary time of the year like I, I, it makes complete sense why people associate it with horrible things. Yeah. It's not nice <laughs> to be outside yeah. or do anything right now. No. You know? Not at all. Um, and everything's thank- like gross colors and not like fun. So. Yeah. Thank goodness for Christmas lights and hot cocoa because that's what's keeping Amen. us going. <laughs> yep. All right. So I hope y'all can all cuddle close and enjoy uh some christmas spirit this year we will be back with a uh new episode a well no we'll be back with a pit stop just to kind of chill and chit chat before we start the 2021 with a new brand new episode oh 2021 can't come soon enough (laughs) oh my gosh i cannot wait i'm so ready to ring i've never been more excited to ring in a new year (laughs) i hope everyone has someone that they like waiting for them under the mistletoe and don't touch it (laughs) it. please do not touch it also don't be creepy about the mistletoe either like be chill about it consent consent. guys it's all we need to ask for consent okay yes (laughs) no more stealing no more stealing Okay, Merry Christmas and to all a good night. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Bye. That was fun. To the existence of this. Just to the existence of this.